Welcome to the Fishing Online Podcast. I'm your host, John Dahl. This is one of the first episodes that we're recording here at Studio Americana. And today we are interviewing uh, Tim Van Zeeland of Jiffy Augers. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to the show, Tim. Um, really, really excited to have you on. I've met you um, at the ice show, been back and forth on emails trying to figure all this stuff out. I'm just super, super excited to have you on. Um, so oh, we can I'm excited to be here, John. Talk everything Jiffy. So yes, yes. Um, and kind of the the Jiffy Tough is what we were t- discussing before we went live here. Um, but yeah. Jiffy's been around since 1947. Uh, 47, I think, is when things were developing. Uh, Marvin Feldman invented the um, hay baler attachment that makes this, the rectangular bales, and then. Uh, marketed that to Case New Holland and uh her Case IH I think at the time and that allowed him the revenue to start Feldman Engineering which invented and sold the first commercial ice drills in 1951. That is really cool. And you actually have the the first auger that they made, correct? Jiffy does. I don't know if it's the first, but it's one of the very first and it is in a uh, a place of prominence here. And it still runs. Yeah, it's, so. you had it out on the ice drilling holes, right? Uh, I haven't yet. Uh, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten barely enough time to fish on my own, but we do have it operational. The blades are sharp, and that alone would say to me that it's going to drill holes. That's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I've seen a picture of it, and it looks pretty slick for you know being from the '50s. It's you know it yeah. looks very modern. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, that one is actually from 1959, so I know it's not the very first, or okay, but it is of the first designs, first generation. And, uh, yeah, correct. Cool. And so you are the sales manager for Feldman Engineering, which is the parent company for Jiffy. Correct. And correct. where um, where'd you grow up, and how'd you get into Jiffy? <laughs> oh, that's a long story. Yeah, long if you just story, want to, John. the highlights. Uh, I'll try to shorten it up for you a little yeah. bit. Um, I grew up in the Fox Valley in Wisconsin, so I'm a, I'm a Packer fan, Wisconsin boy through and through. Grew up in the Fox Valley hunting, fishing has been part of my lifestyle since I was just tiny. Grew up out in the country, got my first gun when I was seven years old. Been fishing since before I can even remember. Yeah. Grandpa, parents taught me to fish, uncles taught me to hunt, dad taught me to hunt, and it's just been part of my life for my entire life, so it's never even but a second thought. And uh been using Jiffy Augers since I can remember. My uncle had the old one arm bandit model thirty. Nice. And uh so when I was offered the chance to take over the sales manager position at Jiffy, uh it was kind of a, a dream come true type job. Yeah, seems like it. You know it's Midwest roots, uh, you know, Minnesota, upper Midwest, as I like to call fishing in Minnesota and Wisconsin and kind of North Dakota, getting into Canada. Um, but it's such a part of our lifestyle for so many people to like fish and hunt and kind of that still embracing that hunter gathering history that we have as human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was, I'm trying to think like the first time I ever actually used a Jiffy. It's one of the first augers that I had borrowed from my friend, Terry, um, he's got two model thirties. They're both old. He actually bought one, um, recently, more recent to have extra parts and swap it out, but they both run great. And he just, now he just <laughs> has two of them cause they're just legendary, you know? 
Uh, I, I, I almost feel bad that we make them that strong because it happens all the time. I have guys come up to me, oh, when mine dies, I'll get a new one. I say, well, then you're never going to buy a new one. <laughs> yeah. I need to sell new augers, too. You need to upgrade to the, the new electrics. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and that's, uh, so our today's conversation getting into is going to be kind of more so about augers and different models that you guys make um, and kind of talking about the, the benefits of each different model and kind of what works better in different situations and scenarios. So okay, um, we can just get right into that. And we'll start with the Model 30, which, you know, almost as old as Jiffy itself. Um, yep, the venerable it, Model 30. It's been through a lot of iterations, but we've always kept the name Model 30 because Model 30 just makes everyone think of how reliable and how strong and how powerful these augers are. And the Model 30 has, has gone through several generations, starting with the, the Tecumseh motors and then ultimately the, the Jiffy Feldman motor that we have uh, manufactured. And it is the only part, and I'll say it out front, it's the only part we have manufactured overseas because nobody in the U.S. will make a small engine mm-hmm. for the vertical shaft for an ice auger. So we can't, well, economically. I'm sure I could get somebody in a shop to build small engines, but economically we can't get them done in the U.S. So we did have to have our engine designed overseas or designed here and manufactured overseas. But uh, that is the only part that is that is uh, imported. The rest of the auger is manufactured right here in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's so so important, I think, to the brand of Jiffy is made in the USA. I mean, you're, you're employing people, you're uh, generating revenue for the state of Wisconsin in Wisconsin, which is absolutely awesome. Sheboygan is such a great area, too. So much great fishing over that way. It is. I love the, the big lake fishing, and then there's the smaller lakes all around, and the the pro staff in Wisconsin is fantastic. We've got, you know, pro staff northern Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin, all over the state. We've got pro staff all over the country. And so we get good fishing reports for any any body of water. If they can they can go on our website, locate our pro staff, contact the pro staff and get fishing reports for anywhere basically in the ice belt. Yeah, that's pretty neat. You guys have a, pr- a pretty great website and online community. We'll talk about that a little later, but it was it was impressive to see kind of some of the stuff that I was able to dig into just researching this stuff. Um, so the Model 30, you, we've talked about it. It's a bulletproof auger. It works well at all environments, and, you know, the price is right on that particular model. If, if, if you're new to ice fishing, yeah. if you need to replace something and get something new, you can bump up to that model and not spend really a yeah. lot of money in, when it comes to augers. No, it's it's great, and we've made some updates to the Model 30 this year. We we put a high-impact uh, composite air filter on it to replace kind of the smaller air filter that was on it. We replaced the choke lever with a metal choke lever again to get that that stability, that jiffy tough back. And then we put on a dual-action carb this year for cold weather starting. Um, we had just looked at it, and for the really cold temperatures – it might not have started uh, every every single time because of not having the the direct inject into the the firing chamber. Mm-hmm. So now, with this dual action carb, you're going to get one pull start, one to two pull starts in negative thirty degree temperatures. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I, I fish up um, in the Hayward Lakes area, and 
Yeah, there's a couple of days of the year it's pretty dang cold outside, you know, negative 40, <laughs> negative 45. The fish only bite for about 30 seconds, but, you know, you got to get out there and do it when you can, right? I can't, I can't, uh, I always say, if it's that cold out, what are you doing fishing? Yeah, well, I do have a problem. <laughs> uh, and then, so your next model is the G4 stroke, is it the 4G4? The 4G. Yeah, yep, the 4G4 the, the G. Uh, it's the model 41. Uh, that is a four-stroke straight gas unit. So um, that is the most powerful auger on the market. Mm-hmm. That, that auger will power through any depth of ice, multiple extensions. I've seen guys with extensions on where the auger is, the power head is, is held over their head mm-hmm. when they're starting. And they can still just power down through over yeah. five feet of ice. I mean, when you get up into Canada, into some of those remote locations, I mean, you're talking two, three, four feet of ice, you know, and it's pretty amazing that you can create a product that still let those guys get out and drill holes and catch fish. Yeah. Well, we actually have um, Arctic Explorer teams that purchase extended auger shafts from us that go over 32 feet into the ice. Oh, wow. When we had them all lined up, you could stand up on the roof and the auger touch the ground. And if you've seen pictures of the factory, we have pretty high ceilings. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to check that out. And then you also make the the 46G Extreme propane unit? Yeah, the Model 46. The Extreme propane is another four-stroke unit, and that is a propane power unit. We invented the propane auger back in 2009. Uh, and it took the market by storm. It was the greatest thing uh, right before the electrics came out. Mm-hmm. But propane for reliability is still, it's its second to none. Yeah, You can screw that tank on, and because the propane is, uh, you know, it's got the pressure behind it. There's no priming. There's no car, or there's no choke. So when you pull that cord, it starts almost every single time without yeah. having to worry about fuel. And with one tank of propane, you can drill through two feet of ice, several hundred holes. Yeah, yeah, easy to use, easy to fuel, like you said, with the forced pressure, low maintenance, yeah. no fuss. I've, I've, um, I don't own one, but I've used one a couple times. And like you said, just to screw that little bottle of propane on there and be able to drill holes. You know, so much of what yeah. we do in the ice fishing world um, relies or revolves well, around takes propane. That, takes that little single one pound camping stove tank of propane everybody's got those lines yeah when you can get them and, at the uh, SA, any gas station I, you know yeah they're fantastic and the power behind that one is just a few steps not even steps but just a, a notch or two below the 4g mm-hmm. so the propane it's the same engine with a different carburetor on it for propane so it propane fires a little less explosively than gas so that's where you lose a little bit of power yeah but it's still, you can't beat it. I drilled through two feet of ice with, it doesn't even slow down. You mm-hmm. have to actually hold back a little bit because yeah. the, the, uh, the, uh, STX blades will pull it right down through the ice. Very cool. And that's, I mean, that's what we want too. you know, so many people just want to get out there, get their holes set up, put their lines down and then go about, you know, getting everything ready to go for the day. It's, uh, step one, get the line in the yeah. water. <laughs> I was up visiting uh, after a show, visiting with my in-laws in the Twin Cities. And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Weaver Lake. 
Oh yeah, but, yeah. I used uh, to live we were, half a mile from there. We were fishing on fishing on Weaver Lake, and there was an unfortunate gentleman next to me had one of our competitor augers, and he was having a hard time getting the thing started. He pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled, and he finally got it started. And I was, you know, thinking, okay, maybe I'll go help him. And he finally got it started, and he started drilling his hole. He had to practically lay on top that auger, and it took him probably two minutes to drill through 18 inches of ice. Sounds like you might have been fishing next to me. <laughs> I have that, <laughs> but, I, I have that I, same problem I eventually problem walked over, and I helped him drill his holes, and he was thankful. So yeah. you know, I had the 46 with me, and he thought, wow, i got to go get one of those. And I told him, you can go here, here, here. You go on our service dealer, on our dealer locator on the website, and you can see wherever we're selling them. Yeah, just don't tell him about the Model 30s on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, that no, auger I, is, I mean, when I think of ice auger, um, you know, prior to the electrics, like the first thing that comes to my mind is the Model 30, you know, that just yeah. the paint job, it just the sound, the power, like you said, it's just great. And then you guys... Very distinctive sound, yeah. Yeah, and then you guys recently, um, you got into the electric market with the E6 Lightning, um, which I haven't drilled yep. any holes with, but I've seen it at a few shows, and it... It yeah. is marvelous. It is a wonderful auger. Great piece of equipment. It, it is, and it, it follows it follows our our line of Jiffy Tough. Mm-hmm. We've heard from people, well, it's too heavy. That weight is what helps push it down through the ice. You're not, you know, you get it started in the ice, and it will continue to drill holes with the Jiffy Ripper blades without any hesitation. It it just rips down through the ice. It's nothing showy it doesn't look like a klingon warship or it doesn't look like doesn't have all the fancy gadgets and you know pretty lines on it it is a solid piece of equipment it's a tool it's meant to drill holes in the ice and the metal handles protect that precious investment of the power head we've actually had the e6 up in canada up in northern provinces of canada and they took it out to run it through its paces, and it was in the first sled, and they didn't strap it down. They hit a bump. The auger went flying up in the air, landed on the second sled, smashed the the front of that sled, went flying off into the bushes. They picked it up, put the battery on, and drilled the holes the rest of the weekend. Well, wow, that's great. And they had our they had our competitor auger with them, and they never got it running because it froze up, and they could never get it to start while they were out on the ice. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing I understand about Jiffy 2 is you guys really put your equipment through the test. You run it through the ringer and make sure that before you bring something to market that everyone's going to like it, it's going to work well, it's going to hold up, and it's going to stand the test of time as Jiffy Tough. Yeah. And the one added bonus that we have on ours, nobody else has it. We have a USB port built into the powerhead on the E6, so you can charge your electronics. And the guys up in the Yukon, which are they're big into social media, they charge mm-hmm. their drones, they charge their telephones, they charged lights, they charged all kinds of things with that powerhead, and it hardly took any drain on the battery because it's such a, a powerful 6-amp, 40-volt battery that the drain from these small devices didn't even phase that battery. That's pretty cool. You know, I've, I've been... Some of the <laughs> typical fisherman story here, but some of the biggest fish I've ever caught. I haven't had a camera. My cell phone was dead. You know, as a kid, we didn't have access to cell phones, so having a camera is a little bit different. But I've had a couple big fish. You, know, you take your phone out of your pocket. You've been out all day. You've been using the battery, searching lakes, looking at depths, and it's gone. Yep. And it's like, oh, geez, you know, it's when I'm. It's worse by when I'm by myself. At least if I have someone with me, they can, you know, 
confirm a little bit of the fishtail. Yep. That USB port, it doesn't seem like much when you talk about it, but out in the field, it's almost invaluable. Yeah. I've used it when I'm out. I, we did a, an extended shootout in, in North Dakota at Devil's Lake. I had my device plugged in almost the whole time. Mm-hmm. And kept Good. everything fully charged. I didn't have to worry about it. And it it's a fantastic feature. Yeah. Well, and, you know, just speaking to safety-wise, you know, to, to be in a situation where something may happen to you or you do rely on a lifeline and something like a cell phone, you need to get in touch with somebody. I mean, you, you know, you don't... You don't want to be stuck out in the middle of a lake in the middle of a you know blinding windstorm without being able to communicate <laughs> with somebody when you're in trouble because things can go sideways yeah. pretty quick. Yep, that's that's the truth. Yeah. Um, well, and I, that's a good segue into just kind of talking about gas and electric. Um, you okay. Know, I, I think they both very much have their purpose. I I have a wheelhouse. I have a portable. I will go on the four-wheeler, the snowmobile. You know, I fish a lot of back lake woods um, up in pretty remote areas of northern Wisconsin. You know, and on trips like that, I, I really do prefer to use a gas model. Uh, they're very reliable. Um, I know the E6 is great, but if, you know, you're, you're traveling really long distances all day, you're hitting multiple lakes, you're drilling tons of holes, searching for tons of fish, you know, it's just a, an endeavor. And to, just to have old trusty, you know, Model 30 to be able to rely on that and get out there and drill holes. Um, I think it's really important, but then again, you know, I also have a wheelhouse. I'm a wheelhouse guy and, um, I have a five-year-old daughter. I like to take her out fishing quite a bit. It's her favorite thing to do with dad right now, which is just, you know, it just warms my heart to hear that, but I don't want to smoke out my wheelhouse with gas fumes, you know, for two or three, four hours and then have to air it out and have her in there smelling those fumes. So it's, you know, I think all these different augers really do have their, you know, their best use scenarios, um, you know, I think the future. I couldn't of, agree with you more, John. Yeah. I, I, and that's the reason we've maintained the full, the full line. You know, it's come up in discussions over and over again. You know, do we just go electric? Do we, you know, just go Model 30 in electric? Do we just go propane in electric? But each auger has its own wheel, I guess, its own niche. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that Model 30 with the reliability for people that are out in remote remote areas, they they don't want to rely on the battery power, or if for some reason yeah, the battery wasn't battery charged too, fully, you know, or, you know, or it gets damaged, yeah. or any any scenario where the battery might not operate in a very remote location, the Model Thirty is just always bulletproof and rock solid. Mm-hmm. It is jiffy tough, and it can handle those deep woods trips, and that's always been a scenario. Up in Canada, our best seller is still the Model 30. Yeah. It outsells the electrics, it outsells the the pistol grip drills, it outsells just about everything up in Canada. Mhm. And with the price points kind of being where they are with the various different models, you know, I mean that that's a big factor for a lot of people. Um, you know, an, an ice auger isn't something you're going to use every day of the year when you go fishing. It's a very specific tool for a very specific pur- purpose and you know, some people yep. They just, you know, whether they go once a year or a hundred times a year, they just kind of have a different preference towards what they want to spend, what they want to use. Yeah, and I think it's just great the the different models you guys have been able to maintain and develop over the years. And we're looking at improvements on the models every year. Mm-hmm. Every every year we see, you know, hey, we thought we had it perfect, but guess what? 
if we just did this, it could get even better. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we'll continue to do. And with new ownership, uh, Kevin Witter purchased the company back in July. And, you know, we've had six months to try and bring in some some new ideas and new blood. And so throughout this season, we're testing all those ideas. So for the 2021 season, you might not see a lot of, you know, new and innovative stuff coming out of Jiffy. And you're thinking, come on, new ownership, you got to have new things. Those new things all need to go through rigorous testing, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah, so for a... the entire 1920 ice season, we're in testing. We're in research and development on new product, new ideas. And so for the 2021 season, we will have some really cool things that we're coming out with. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cogs in the system that need to turn quite a while when you turn out a new product and, you know, start promoting it and marketing it to the masses. It's it's the bane of a sales guy like like me. We come up with the idea, I want to sell it right away. I want to get it out there and I want to sell it right away. But we ha- we have to make sure that it will be jiffy tough and mm-hmm. that it will not come back defective, you mm-hmm. know, in any way. So. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, part of the... We'll just kind of bounce back to the E6 here for a second, but, you know, talking about battery life, uh, amount, of, amount of holes you can drill on one charge, the the weight difference between gas and electric motors, the controls, the lights, being able to reverse flush all the um, ice chips down the hole. I mean, that's all stuff that you guys kind of had to work out, you know, and yep. test out. It wasn't just like, yeah. oh, we're going to put this together and sell it to people. You really, I mean, it takes a lot of planning and effort to design a product like that. It is amazing. It's right down to the smallest detail. Um, The lights, we have our lights set up that you can use them on demand. It's not when you pull the trigger, the lights go on. Mm -hmm. You use our lights whenever you need them. There's Mm -hmm. a switch, you turn the lights on. You can leave those lights on almost all day long. LED has such a small drain that it won't kill the battery. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's early morning, you lay that drill on its side with the lights on, and it lights up your whole fishing area. Yeah. Yeah, they are pretty so, bright lights. Yeah. It's a, it's a handy feature. Yeah. And again, you know, I mean, just the whole made in the USA, you know, a lot of a lot of things, like you said, you guys do here um, in the yep. United States. And that, you know, is, I think that's something dear to a lot of uh, fishermen, a lot of huntermen's heart is just, you know, supporting our country and buying products that are made here and using them here and, you know, being able to brag about that a little bit. Well, and that's what Jiffy's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in researching this show, I kind of poured through all your guys' social media stuff. Um, you guys are on Facebook. You're on Instagram. I would say two of the more notable um, sites that you use. And it's... it's Yep, Jiffy Ice Trills. One of the things I really liked about your online community is the users who share photos, um, fishing trips, stories. Like you said, you guys got a lot of pro staff who are online. You can contact them. You can ask them about the bite. And uh, all that's done through Instagram and Facebook. And it's a pretty, pretty cool community you guys have created. During our short conversation so far, John, I've had four emails from pro staff. And several from, you know, I have the Facebook feed. I get little red bubbles pop up on my computer every time somebody's contacting via Facebook mm-hmm. and it just, it's all day long and I have to actually schedule time in the day to do the social media or I could be just sitting at my computer on Facebook all day. And oh, yeah. you know, all that, that may seem like, you know, it'd be really fun. Oh, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of the, you know, being on that all day long, but yeah. Oh, I understand that, you know, being 
being someone who grew up without technology, had it pretty like implemented into my life during a short period of time, and now it's kind of the way of the world. I I hear you. I I love to unplug and get out on the ice and go fishing, walk through the woods, you know, go hunt and do all that stuff. And a lot, you know, I think some people, like you said, they get kind of caught up in just you know being being immersed into the online community a little too much. Yeah. But your guys is great. You know, I, I just, I had a little bit of interaction with a couple of people. I follow your Instagram, great pictures, and it's it's really well done. Well, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that. We brought in um, a company called Blue 42 this past spring. So April 8th will be one year. So we're 11 months in with them. And our Facebook membership has increased over 100%. That's good. Our Instagram is growing rapidly, uh, and we've brought in some social media big shooters up in Canada, TC Moto. Um, uh, we've also brought in Amanda Lynn Mayhew from up in Canada. We have Dale Strohshine in Wisconsin, um, Team Walleye Slayers out in the Dakotas. Uh, we've got some great pro staff, Elaine Sup in New York, uh, Greg Massey out in New York, just all over. Dave Vetnais up in Quebec. Marie Michaud up in Quebec. They're huge in 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 the social media group. We made a central database for all our pro staff to put images and content into. And the folders are... <laughs> I wanted a little bit of content from everybody. So I said, you know, I'd like a couple of pictures a week. And this the folder is just packed full of great stuff yeah you know i want to hate to say it but i get a little bit jealous of some of those guys up in canada that are just have the water and the big fish available to them you know they work hard to find the fish and catch them but you know down here in southern minnesota where i fish a lot of the time locally there's just so much pressure that you know it can be kind of difficult to find you know some quality fishing it's doable you got to spend a lot of hard work and time doing it but man those guys up there it's just it's a lifestyle it's a you know their livelihood and they do they do do amazing things yeah and the thing i'm most jealous is i just got a clip today from uh, dave Nace up in quebec and they were lake fishing and catching humongous brook trout oh yeah that's Brook a trout special, is, you know. is my absolute favorite. So. Yeah, yeah. I grew up Great going job. out to Montana with my dad. You know, twice a year fishing on the Missouri, big browns, big rainbow, cutthroat brook trout. You know, tromping all over the western Montana up to the Blackfoot, and you know, yeah. it's that probably is why I love to fish as much as I do. And those memories you create, you know, with your family, with your friends, you know, new fishermen hiring a guide. It's just stuff that you never forget. Yep. And that is, it lasts a lifetime. And it is my, I have a five-year-old granddaughter and um, I've taken her fishing. I've taken, well, her father and my daughter are, you know, I never thought my oldest daughter would be into fishing, but she absolutely loves fishing. She's, you know, very, loves shopping, loves all this stuff, but loves to fish. Yeah. And so getting those two out fishing and then my granddaughter fishing and my kids, it's it's a big part of all of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you guys got any fun upcoming events for Jiffy we'll be a part of in the, for the well, rest of the, the year? Well, the biggest one coming up here next weekend is Battle on Bago. It's the largest uh, fishing event, uh, I don't know about in the U.S., but it's it's 
It's pretty man. big. So uh, Lake Winnebago, the there's a group called Battle on Bago. They do Battle on Bago in the summer and in the winter. So this is the the winter version. It's ice fishing and any one of the there's four bodies of water that are connected to Lake Winnebago. Well, there's Lake Winnebago, Lake Poygan, uh Butamore and Winnicani. And you can fish on any one of these lakes and you buy tickets to be in the event and you can catch a legal walleye if you know, I'd say fifteen inch walleye and you can win a truck. Wow. It doesn't have to be the biggest fish. It doesn't have to be the most fish. You just have to get entries into the contest. And yeah. this is, it's a fantastic event. And that's so. one of the unique things about ice fishing tournaments like that is, you know, you you can be in a hundredth place and win a four-wheeler or win an ice castle <laughs> or win a large amount of cash. You know, they, they do a yep. really good job of keeping everybody involved and a little bit of luck, you know, it goes a long ways in those events. Yeah, well, and we're going to be blessed with some good ice conditions. We were a little nervous. Mm. This has been the worst ice season in memory where, you know, we had early ice, then it went away, and then we had warm temperatures, then there was snow on top of thin ice. So Mm -hmm. it's been kind of a dangerous ice season. Finally gotten to the point where there's some some safe ice, and I think all four lakes will be fishable. Um, You got to be very careful anywhere you go. Yeah. Just uh... be very cautious and... And check your ice conditions before you go anywhere. Don't just blindly drive a vehicle out on the ice. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the the old saying, you know, no ice is safe ice. You could uh, There's always conditions that can arise that can create um, unsafe yep. situations pretty quick. Uh, you know, I was out fishing on Thanksgiving out on the ice. We had a little cold spell there. Uh, we had about four yep. and a half inches of ice on a little lake down by where I'm from. And I think, at, you know, there was open water where we were fishing right before Christmas, like you said, it had gone away and then it froze up yep. and then it snowed. And, um, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the customer service and innovation with the new owner, Kevin Witter. He, uh, he's just bought the company. He's got new management. What's kind of the, uh, his vision for the future? It's all about the, the growth and the innovation and maintaining the, the Jiffy Tough aspect, but bringing it forward with new product every year with, always being at the forefront of ice fishing technology. Uh, we did it with the original ice drill. We did it with the propane drill. And then, you know, we again did it with the electrics. We weren't the first, but we were the strongest and were the most powerful. So when we do enter into a market, we always want to be the top of that market. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, I mean, that's a, that is, that's that's you know jiffy tough i can't say it enough <laughs> that rhymes yeah <laughs> i like it well and that you know i think that might be kind of the legacy that jiffy has kind of established in the ice fishing world is you know jiffy tough we've been around for a long time we help you get the job done you can rely on our product and uh i also was reading kind of about the you know now all when someone calls jiffy I mean, you talk to someone on the phone. Emails are returned by someone on the phone. Yep. You're not getting a call service. You're not getting... If you call after hours, you're going to get our voicemail. But if you call during business hours, you're going to get Colleen. Mm -hmm. And if Colleen's not there, you're going to get either Jim or Kevin. Kevin answers the phone. He's the president of the company. Yeah, that's so cool. I love companies like that. I mean, especially as one as big as Jiffy. You know, I, I work with a lot of smaller tackle companies based in Wisconsin, but it's, you know, you call the owner answers he takes care of your problem and that that is customer service to me yeah it is and that is that was the first thing he changed was that calls are going to get answered 
there's we're not leaving anybody hanging mm-hmm. and i'm answering he answers the emails anything that comes into the admin email address he's personally addressing and directing each and every one of those emails that's great so he had i think this busiest day i think he had like 175 admin emails not just the emails that come to him personally but these are people emailing in you know asking for donations asking for um hey where can i find this part uh mm-hmm. saying you know hey i love my jiffy drill and you know his, his he's just really taken that to an extreme of we're going to take care of everyone and that certainly trickles down the chain you know you have you have good ownership you have good management you have good employees you know that all adds up to just creating you know, a really good end user experience for customers. Oh yeah. It that's well ice fishing is, is a choice. It's not something most people are, well, I have to go out ice fishing today. You choose to go ice fishing because you enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. So if when you're out on the ice you're not having fun because your drill's not taking care of you or it's not drilling the holes, that tarnishes that experience. And mm-hmm. we can't have that. It needs to be Hey, my drill is reliable. It always takes care of me. It always drills the holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, yeah, I got my truck loaded up. I'm gonna take my daughter actually out to Medicine Lake in the the Plymouth area of Minnesota and just try to get some northern and get her on the on the rod reeling some in. Um, and that you know, one thing I like to kind of wrap this show up with is there. You know, I have two things I'm gonna ask you here. Um, and one would be, uh, what is your favorite fishing story that you have? Uh, it didn't happen to me. Uh, it was a, a friend of mine. I like to I like to salmon fish out on Michigan, and he was telling me a story of the first big salmon he caught, and he had light reel, light gear, small boat, and caught a salmon, and took him four hours to reel it in. Didn't have a net, so they had to lift it up into the boat. The thing was over 30 pounds. Oh, cool. Well, old man and in the sea in thing the boat going on. Eventually. And uh, <laughs> it's just the, the story of how long it took him to, to you know, really, it was like the old man in the sea type story. Yeah. yeah. He was alone, didn't have a net, in a <laughs> small boat. And that, to me, is the story of the tenacity of a fisherman. Yeah. It's like you go out. And you don't always have the top of the line equipment, but you can catch a humongous fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's really there's nothing better than when you're you know you're jigging for walleye, you're going for panfish or something. You know, you hook into a monster fish on light line, and like you said, that's just the the fight of a lifetime. I've caught some big northern that way, and a couple big muskie, yep. and hits out. I mean, just the adrenaline that you feel is is pretty cool. Um, okay, well, and then the last question that I have for you today, it's been a great interview. Thank you again for your time. Just really appreciate it. But um, who's one person in the the ice fishing world or the fishing world who you think is just doing great things? I, I can't really pin down any, any one individual. Um, what I've seen in the past year, because I did come from outside this industry. I've been a lifelong hunter and fisherman. I did come from outside the ice retail industry or even the fishing retail industry. And the things I've seen in the past year just boggle my mind. But I, I don't know if I can pin down any any one 
person or even organization, I would love to give a shout out to um, two groups, and that is uh, Women Anglers of Minnesota and the Wisconsin Women Who Fish. Um, both groups are really advocating for women getting into ice fishing and angling in general. Mm-hmm. And it's always been kind of a, uh, an old boys club. Mm-hmm. But it, They've had some it's great events to recently, too. Everybody says, oh, get my kids into fishing. And it always seems to lean towards the sun or, you know, the boys. And it's such a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be doing it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for you know taking the time out of your day to talk to me here, Tim. Uh, really appreciate it. Tim Van Zeeland is a sales manager for Fieldman Engineering and Manufacturing, which is the parent company for Jiffy Ice Drills. Um, and you know the 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 message Jiffy Tough, I think, really came through um, today. And uh, again, just thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to me. All right, John. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for everything. 